0: How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Welcome to the Story Village with Silka Rose West. Come in, come in!
1: Hello, children! Welcome to the Story Village. Come on, let's go to the mountain path and see if we find our friend Randolph. And perhaps we will even find Naughtyfoot. Hmm. Oh, I see, we have a new friend with us. Oh, we should tell you about Naughtyfoot, and we should tell you about Randolph, too. Maybe they'll tell us how they met up before they go and see the giant today. All right, come, let's go. There's our old oak tree. Let's stand behind it and see. I hear something. Do you hear that? It's Naughtyfoot. seems like he has a whole sack of cookies with him. I'm so happy, so excited I get to see the giant today. Yay, yay. Oh, who is making such a ruckus outside my little nomad? Randolph wasn't quite awake yet, but Naughtyfoot was so excited that he was wide awake. Randolph, Randolph, let's go, come on, today's a good day to visit the giant. Yeah, but Naughtyfoot, I'm not awake yet, I still need to drink a little bit of my acorn coffee before I can go visit the giant. But, Randolph, I'm all awake. I'm so excited. Go run up and down the tree ten times. Put your cookies next to the door and then wait quietly. Just give me a moment. Randolph got out of bed. He put on his nice mask green suit that he was wearing ever since he can remember. Ah, that squirrel naughty food. He had a smile in his face, big smile underneath his white beard. And he thought, I'm so glad I met this silly squirrel. And he remembered the time when he had come to this mountain to live here. And he had sat in a green mossy patch. And all of a sudden, out of a tree, something jumped on top of him. And he was so startled and thought, what is that thing that fell on my head? And he tried to get a hold of it and he had in his hand the leg of a squirrel who was kicking at him and said, let go, let go. Who is this naughty foot that kicked me on the head, said Randolph. The squirrel said, let me go, let me go, I'm just a squirrel, I jumped down from a tree, I couldn't see you, let me go. Oh well, you silly squirrel, I'll call you Naughtyfoot, here you go. And that's how Naughtyfoot got his name from Randolph, and that's how they first met. And, you know what? They are still friends to this day, and this has been quite a few years ago. Randolph Roots had moved to the mountain many years ago. He had visited the spirit of the mountain and asked if he could stand in service and feed the mountain spirit by making offerings. The mountain spirit says yes. Because I have no gnome to feed my mountain spirit, I would be happy if you would stay. This is how Randolph Roots came to live in this mountain here. And Squirrel Naughtyfoot, well, he lived there for as long as anyone can remember. But he never had a friend. He was a little bit too chumpy. He had a hard time sitting still and listening. And it wasn't until he had met Randolph Roots that he finally had found someone who could deal with his chumpy energy and who was patient enough to teach him how to even sit still for five minutes. Now, you must know, for a gnome, sitting still five minutes is really very easy. The gnome could even sit still for five hours. But if you were a little squirrel like Naughtyfoot, that would be way too hard. Well, Squirrel, Naughtyfoot and Randolph, they had a plan. They needed to go and see the giant. Because a few weeks ago, there was this gigantic noise in the mountain. And see, Randolph needs to make sure that everyone is safe. And so he went and he found the mountain. But well, Naughtyfoot was too afraid, he did not want to go near a giant. That, in fact, was very dangerous, according to the stories from his great-grandfather. So, on this day, Naughtyfoot had finally found the courage to go visit the giant. Now, of course, only Miss Randolph. And Randolph now was ready to go. So, they walked down the mountain. And Randolph said, let's go climb up this one tree where we seen and heard the giant the first time. Come on, there it is. Quickly, hurry up. Go up, naughty foot. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going up. Look, I'm already at the top. Raise here. Oh, don't be silly. You can't raise an old gnome. I'm too old for raises. I need to think that I should be safe by the time I come to the top of the tree. They both gazed into the distance, and there they saw the giant. Well, that's a rock, said Squirrel Naughtyfoot. I'm sure that's a rock. Oh, you silly squirrel, it's not a rock. It's the giant. I see him. He's sitting as still as a boulder. I wonder if something is the matter with him. Come, let's go and see. Here, you go down first, because you are way faster. So Squirrel Naughtyfoot scampered down the tree with his sack full of little nut cookies. Randolph climbed down slowly to make sure he would be safe. And they slowly went towards the giant. But Naughtyfoot started to hold on to Randolph's coat. Don't leave me alone with the giant, Randolph. I don't want to be trampled by him. Oh, don't be silly, the giant won't trample you, he has other things to do. After all, you brought cookies for him, why would he trample you? He would really like to eat your cookies. Now, when they came to the foot of the giant, they noticed that the giant's foot was as hard as a rock, and it was as cold as a rock. Oh, my, said Randolph, I think he must have fallen back to sleep. Oh, that's not nice. Come on, let's wake him up, Randolph. I want to see him. I I want to... Well, I don't know. Go see if you can climb up to the top of his head. Naughtyfoot was a very, very good rock climber. He scampered up to the knee, scampered up to the waist scampered up to the elbow, scampered up to the shoulder and scampered up to the way top of the head. I think I'm gonna jump on top of the giant's head. What do you think, Randolph? Maybe then he'll wake up. Well, you go ahead and jump. If he's meant to wake up, he'll wake up. Not if we jumped and jumped and jumped and thought, oh, come on, come on, I got cookies for you, I got cookies for you, wake up, giant. All of a sudden, there was a big sound. And another big sound. And another big sound. sound. The giant opened one eye. The giant opened the other eye. But then the giant opened his big mouth, (gasps) and he yawned a big giant yawn. Squirrel, naughty foot. Quickly scampered back down right behind Randolph, still clutching his sack of cookies in one of his hands. And Randolph said, Stop clinging to me, Naughtyfoot. Stop. We are too little. The giant doesn't even know we're here. We have to make it up to his ear. Okay, okay, said Naughtyfoot. But don't, don't leave me alone. Come on. I want to go with you. I'm too afraid. Oh, you silly Naughtyfoot. All right, follow me. And Randolph had a little rope inside of his first aid kit, and he told squirrel Naughtyfoot to hold it. And he said, You climb ahead because you can pull me up. Then I won't have to work so hard climbing up this gigantic giant. And so Naughtyfoot pulled Randolph behind him, and very quickly they made it up to the knee. Very quickly, they made it up to the waist. Very quickly, all the way to the elbow and up the shoulder. And Randolph said, "Naughtyfoot, I have to go inside of the giant's ear. I- I'm coming too. I don't want to be here all alone. Come on, take me with you. All right, go jump up and pull me in." Naughtyfoot jumped up on the ear of the giant and pulled. Randolph up behind him, and whoops! They slid right into the giant's ear. Giant, I'm back. It's me, Randolph. Can you hear me? The giant gave another big yawn. Ah, I can hear you. I brought my friend Naughtyfoot. Oh. He has cookies for you. Oh, cookies, the kind that you brought before. No, before I brought you nuts, but these are cookies made out of nuts. I like nuts. Well, you'll like these cookies too. Open your mouth and I'll put one in. So Randolph said to Naughtyfoot, okay, you have a choice. You can either come with me inside of the giant's mouth or you wait here in his ear. Naughtyfoot said, I'll wait here. I don't want to go inside of the giant's mouth. Randolph bent on his own. He took one cookie and went and climbed out of the ear, down the giant's neck, up his chin and into his mouth and placed the cookie. And then he went out, and he went into the other ear of the giant. He said, now, close your mouth, eat your cookie. Mmm, that's good, but all of a sudden, giant said,
0: Ah!
1: What's the matter, said Randolph. Something is hurting. Something is what? Something is hurting. All of a sudden, Naughtyfoot got scared in the other ear, and he's like, Randolph, Randolph, where are you? And the giant said, Randolph, Randolph, where are you? And all of a sudden, Randolph remembered that he left Squirrel Naughtyfoot in the other ear. So he quickly went out down the neck, all the way behind And up the other ear and said, Naughtyfoot, listen, the giant has pain, do you hear it? I'm hurting, I'm hurting. He's what? He's hurting. What's the matter, giant? I don't know, the cookie gave me some pain. Naughtyfoot said, I think he has a tooth egg. Oh, that's terrible, said Randolph. What do you think we should do about that? I think we probably have to help him. Well, how would we do that? Well, we probably have to go and look at it. All right, this time you have to come with me because your eyes might be better than mine. Just just hold on to me. This time Randolph said to the giant, Okay, open your mouth wide. We're both going to come and look and see if we can help you. So Randolph and Naughty Foot went out of the ear, down the neck, around the chin, and up into the mouth of the big giant. And there they saw the cookie was stuck in one of the teeth. Randolph said, oh my, we have to take a hammer and hammer it out. Mm, What shall we do? Randolph, we need to make sure it doesn't eat us. Well, that's a good idea. Well, um hang on. We need to talk to the giant one more time. Come on, let's go out and in on the other ear. By now, they had gotten quite good. I tell you something. You know what, Naughty Foot? You stay in the ear and I'll stay here. And you tell the giant what to do. He can only hear us if we're in his ear. All right, said Naughty Foot. And Naughtyfoot scampered out of the mouth and back in the other ear, and Randolph said, leaning out over the big open mouth, Hey, Naughtyfoot, tell the giant to keep his mouth open and not bite down, and I will help him. Randolph once more took his little hammer and chisel, and he started chiseling the cookie out of the little hole in the tooth. But once he chiseled further down, the giant roared in pain, and Randolph was just quick enough to jump out of the giant's mouth to the shoulder before the giant closed his mouth. Oh my goodness, Squirrel Naughtyfoot looked out of the ear and said, Randolph, are you okay? I'm fine, I almost got eaten up, I can't believe it. Okay, Naughtyfoot, quickly, hurry, go get me some sap from the tree. Sap from the tree, yes, I gotta put a filling in his tooth, it doesn't look good. Sap from the tree, well, you know what I mean. Yes, it's that oozing gooey stuff, that's right, leave the cookies here and go and fill up your little cookie sack with sap. Naughtyfoot was very good in climbing trees and finding sap. And so he went and quickly filled up his little sack and was back in no time. In the meantime, Randolph had climbed back into the ear and told the giant, Listen, giant, you have a hole in your tooth. That's where the little cookie got stuck. I'm going to fix your hole, but you got to promise to keep your mouth open. I do not want to be eaten by you. All right, said the child. I won't eat you, but I'm hurting. I know you're hurting, said Randolph. I know you're hurting. Just be patient with me. How about Naughtyfoot sings you a song while I'll fix your tooth and you keep your mouth open? All right, I like songs. By the time Naughtyfoot came back and had given the sack to Randolph, Randolph had instructed Squirrel Naughtyfoot to sing a song. Me, but I don't have a good voice, Randolph. You're the one that sings. You're the one with the good voice. Well, that's the only way the giant can keep his mouth open. Just do the best you can. Randolph took the little sack with the sap and went back out of the giant's ear and climbed back into the giant's mouth. And Naughtyfoot was thinking to himself, what song should I sing? All right, I, I, I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it, said the giant. All right, start singing, said Randolph. I have to put the sap into his tooth. Little Naughtyfoot started to sing, I keep my mouth open, keep my mouth open, keep my mouth open, open. keep my mouth open, I keep my mouth open, I keep my mouth open, I keep my mouth open. Ready, said Randolph, and he jumped out of the giant's mouth. And the giant finally closed his mouth with a big clack of his teeth. Squirrel Naughty food, jumped out of the ear and said, Oh my goodness, boy. I'm glad your life that was so dangerous, Randolph. I, I don't know what I would have done without you. I would be so mad at the giant I would give him a thousand tooth eggs. Oh don't be silly. You know how hard it is to keep your mouth open, but you must have sung him a really good song. I think it was really good, Randolph. I could teach it to you. Yeah, well, maybe another time. Come on, I have to go one more time inside of the giant's ear and tell him what to do. So Randolph went inside the giant's ear and he said to him, Giant, we are glad we got your tooth fixed, but today is not a good day for you to eat cookies. We will come back another day. You need to rest now for a little bit. All right, said the giant. Maybe you want to rest for one year. All right, that's a short little rest, said the giant. All right, said Randolph, well done. We're so glad to know you. Maybe we should call you Giant Brave Tooth. I like that, said the giant. I like to have the name Brave Tooth. Naughtyfoot said, yeah, that's a really cool name. I can say I know the giant Brave Tooth. Oh, that sounds really great. Well, Brave Tooth went back to sleep for a whole nother year. In the meantime, Randolph and Naughtyfoot, they took their cookies and decided to go home and eat them themselves. On the way back, Randolph said to Naughtyfoot, you know you were very brave today, my little friend. I know. That's because I had you with me. I would never be as brave all alone. (laughs) Well, that's good, said Randolph. Come on, let's go home and rest. It's been quite a day. Randolph, have you been scared when you were inside the giant's mouth? Of course I was scared, said Randolph. It's scary because you know those teeth, they are as sharp as razor blades. Oh yeah, I was scared. Ah, you're brave, Randolph. I'm so glad you're my friend. Randolph and Naughtyfoot went home, made a little tea, and then they ate the cookies. And that was the end of their day. And for us children, I think it's time to go home. Isn't it wonderful to know these little guys that have such great adventures in the mountains? Goodbye, Randolph. Goodbye, Naughtyfoot. The circle is round. It has no end. And that's why my story won't end either. I will see you next week. Goodbye, friends. Thank you for listening to the Story Village. I look forward to our next journey together. I do wonder what we will find. Every day brings a new gift, and with it a new story. If you are a child, you might find it fun to explore your own Story Village as you play throughout the day. Who lives there? What kind of people do you meet? And if you are a parent listening to this story, I encourage you to find your own story village inside and begin to share stories of your own. Storytelling is a powerful way to feel into the collective energy of your children, neighbors, parents and grandparents. I share my stories out of desire to empower you to tell yours. We are part of a global village where anyone may enter. Your story is the greatest gift you can give to your village of human beings. The sound of your voice, the feeling behind your words, the courage to let yourself be heard. This is the true gift of storytelling. You. Thanks for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages.
0: Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids.
1: You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page
0: you will also find the entirety of season one, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics.
1: You can also submit questions and ideas. We like to hear from you.
0: If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children. Make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents.
1: Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time.